Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about data breaches and third-party vulnerabilities. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Stephen Boyer. He's the CTO and co-founder of BitSight Technologies. Stephen, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks, Tom. It's a pleasure. So, Stephen, in the past year, we've seen so many high-profile data breaches. I'm thinking about Target, but certainly that there were others. And they resulted because of third-party vulnerabilities. And as I talk with security leaders, I certainly hear their frustration in trying to mitigate something that they can't control and to prepare their organizations to respond to an incident that really doesn't happen on their purview. Does that match what you've seen in the past year as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think, Tom, you you articulated it really well, which is it's been very transformational over the last year. I would say the target breach for having really the CEO let go from that has really been a transformational event for the industry. Uh, Now what we see is that boards of directors are becoming much more involved. They're asking questions around cybersecurity performance and also wondering about how are we doing with respect to our supply chain and our our third parties and, and trying to mitigate those risks, right? So that's moving up to the board level. Additionally, what we're also seeing as risk transfer options, which is companies realize that even if they invest heavily in security and train their staff, that they there's always some tail risk or some risk that they can't account for that they want to be able to transfer into cyber insurance. And so we're seeing a growth there. And then also we're seeing legislators uh, perk up and become much more interested in, in asking more questions uh, than they previously had been, specifically with respect to third-party risk management. You make a good point. I've traveled to a lot of places all over the world in the past year and places where you never will find a Target store, but everybody knows about the Target breach because it resulted in the CEO losing his job. Yes. So, Stephen, when you look back on Target, some of the other high-profile breaches, what do you see as common threads in terms of the impacts on the organizations that were breached? Well, right, it, it really kind of depends on the situation of the companies and in, in their industry but what we've seen is that companies have moved uh, to an outsourcing model, right? And, and for all the variety of efficiencies that exist in terms of cost and, and capability, that they have outsourced and opened up their networks or provided data to someone else, and they've, they've increased that trust relationship, uh, which has been a very difficult thing to manage and mitigate, which is, hey, I, I'm now moving the perimeter of my company and I'm extending the enterprise out to a variety of different companies, and that could be somebody who's providing heating and ventilation. That could be someone else who's providing some sort of IT services. They all have access in or either to data or into the networks, and those are points of vulnerability. So, Stephen, you just conducted a new survey with Forrester that's on third-party risks. Can you share with me some of the key findings? Yeah, absolutely. I think just what we had articulated, which is, you know, the companies, you know, what Forrester found is they've talked with, you know, executives across the U.S., U.K., France, and Germany, is that they are outsourcing. They have to, right? The the efficiencies are just too powerful, but they are looking for better ways to manage those risks, right? They're looking for solutions that are much more data-driven, that are scalable, and allow them to operate with roughly the same resources and budgets that they have. Uh, which is a challenge, uh, but they're really looking at, okay, well, how are we doing things today and how can we get better visibility? We're also seeing as a move towards continuous monitoring, which is a lot different than typically what has been done in the past, which is how do I get continuous visibility into not just myself, but also my third parties so I can better understand where the risks are uh, and take action in a timely manner. 
as Forrester surveyed these IT security professionals, asked them, hey, what are your critical priorities going into the next year? And 82%, which is the highest group, said they're really concerned about regulatory compliance, which so that's the, the highest criticality level. But just behind it, it's 79% was ensuring that their business partners complied with their security requirements. So right up there with worrying about regulators was looking at this third-party risk. And they looked at a lot of variety of different factors that could be measured and and understood from the third-party perspective. But what we learned is that about two-thirds or 60% really wanted to be able to track and monitor, but actually about 20% were actually doing something on a regular basis and monthly or greater. So there's this really large window uh, and spread between those who really want to be able to do it and those who are actually doing it. Uh, and then when, when Forrester asked, well, what kind of impact uh, would you see by actually doing more uh, continuous monitoring, 65% predicted a major or moderate benefit by doing critical monitoring of the third parties. And particularly, 63% thought it would help them screen their vendors, and another 62% thought it would actually help them manage the configurations and understand the uh, the vulnerabilities of those third parties. That's a great topic, monitoring. Where do you see the gaps in how organizations are currently monitoring security, specifically in their third-party relationships? Yes, typically today, everything is done through questionnaires, which is mostly self-reported. Sometimes audits on site. Uh, occasionally, there will be penetration tests and scans, but they're very episodic, right? So they're usually done almost at most once a year. Uh, we see with uh, large organizations, and right, that's, there's a huge time window there between the time you do the assessment and how dynamic the landscape is for the threat landscape and you know, when you have visibility. The other challenge there is that doing that at scale. So there are organizations, global organizations, that have literally thousands of third parties that have access to their data or their networks. And scaling to something like that is a real challenge, right? And so oftentimes this process of of manual questionnaires really only accounts for a fraction typically of the highest criticality set of vendors and the cost, right? So the cost, the reason why they don't do the entire set is because it's costly, right? It's costly from a resource perspective, from a talent perspective, right? And by the time they get through it, right, a lot of things have changed. And so you know, a lot of the big gaps is how do I get to empirical measurement? How do I get that into a timely way? And how do I scale that across my ecosystem are some of the big challenges that these organizations face. So in talking about those gaps, what do you see as the role of continuous monitoring to help fill them? Well, so it, really the name of the game here is visibility and risk management. And so if you do not have visibility, if you do not have any measurement, it's really hard to go and take mitigation action. It's hard to have that data-driven conversation with a third party if all you have is the result of the questionnaire from six to eight months ago, even if the threat landscape has changed. So the way we've learned in in government and other places is the movement towards much more empirical measurement to drive better risk management. And so continuous monitoring is just upping the frequency. What can I empirically derive at a high frequency to help me focus and prioritize on what may be uh, a risk to me now. And that could change uh, from week to week and month to month. And if you're not watching on a frequent basis, you're going to have gaps. And so we're seeing a lot of the regulation come out and best practices where they're moving towards continuous monitoring because the threat landscape is so dynamic, you need to be able to detect and address issues very quickly by upping the frequency towards continuous and, and continuous maybe day over day or month over month but certainly not year over year, you're improving the visibility and you're able to better manage those risks. So, Stephen, BitSight is all about monitoring. 
How are you helping your customers monitor and respond to the third-party challenges we talked about today? Yeah, so we are seeing our customers use security ratings in a variety of different ways uh, as we are rating companies and monitoring the different activities that, that we can empirically measure. And we're seeing them even just outside of vendor risk management from benchmarking uh, an organization's performance that they report up to the board. Hey, here's how we're doing compared to our peers, compared to the competition, compared to our industry, up to negotiating uh, cyber insurance premiums with carriers and due diligence in mergers and acquisitions. Uh, one interesting story is we heard about an organization that had gamified security uh, by using security ratings in the updating monitoring to track their performance. Say, how are we doing? Are we getting better over time as compared to what BitSide uh, sees? We've actually heard from several of our customers that they're using the security ratings and the monitoring to apply pressure to vendors to get additional testing and to improve or up cyber insurance policies. And so they're managing and doing that risk transfer in that way so that they can understand you know, how do we manage those, those risks over time and then also conversations, right? These are conversations that are happening based on data and measurement. Uh, we've seen one of our customers who was watching one of their third parties and saw an issue and went to that organization and be able to identify that issue before major data loss. And so it's just moving to much more proactive as opposed to waiting for that phone call uh, when they're announcing you know, major data breach. Well, as we know, these breaches don't occur overnight, the challenges don't arise overnight, and the solutions aren't going to come overnight. Bottom line, where can organizations start this process of getting a better handle on their third-party risks so that they're not the ones issuing that breach notification? Yeah, I think it starts with the recognition that the landscape has changed. The Forrester survey and everything that we've seen from the regulators and the landscape has said that the status quo is no longer sufficient. And I think when you look at organizations that are doing the manual assessments, they need to move to continuous monitoring. And if you're not doing anything, you really need to be aware of the risks that you're undertaking and put a program in place. What we're seeing is organizations using uh, security ratings on continuous monitoring, really a minimum standard of care which is, hey, this is where I can start at a very time and cost-efficient way, and now I can prioritize my efforts. Now I can focus where there is a risk, uh, and I can really work to improve. I think that we see the landscape changing where the Heartbleed, Poodle, those things came out uh, virtually overnight. Uh, and if you did not have an answer, right, you were really scrambling, and if you didn't have a way to go back, you just didn't really understand uh, the exposure uh, that you had. So what we're seeing is organizations adapting uh, really novel and new ways of getting better information, driving those conversations uh, with third parties, doing it in a very timely way so they can better manage their efforts to do that in a way that they are maximizing the budget that's given to them and focusing on the risks that, that could you know, negatively impact the business that we've seen at so many companies over the last year. Stephen, it's a great topic, and I appreciate your insight. Thanks so much for taking time to speak with me today. Oh, thanks. It was a pleasure. We've been talking about breaches and third-party vulnerabilities. I've been talking with Stephen Boyer, CTO and co-founder of BitSight Technologies. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.